0: Hello and welcome to another podcast brought to you by Life Community Church, Lemington Spa. Recorded at one of our Sunday morning services, we hope this message inspires, equips and encourages you to grow in your relationship with Jesus Christ. Great to see you today as we start this first um, sermon today of our, of our new teaching series called Just Ask It. And um, if you're a guest here today, we just really welcome you today. I hope You have a great time with us and are having a great time. If you're listening on podcast, welcome too. And we just, uh, please feel free to make use of the podcast on the website. You go onto to the web website, which is life-cc.org, and go on to the podcast, the media page. And they're all there if you look through or listen through again at a future time. But I'm really excited about um, this first four-part series called Just Ask It. And um, it's something that sort of really has and is helping me personally. And I'm sure it will help every single one of us who's listening today. But um, I've got a question for you. Have you ever made, let's be honest, that's a bit of honesty today, okay? Have you ever made a, I'm not going to ask you what it is, a bad decision? Who's made a bad decision in their life? Ever? Probably most hands go up at that point, you know. Who's ever made a decision they've regretted? Small or big? Who's ever made a good decision? I made a good decision. I married Leanne. (laughs) Now, whether that was a good decision for Leanne, you have to ask her afterwards. But it was a good decision for me. But we, in, in our course of our life, are making decisions all the time, aren't we? And um, and if we're honest, looking back over the course of our life, some of them have probably been really bad ones, good ones, okay ones, just normal day-to-day ones, like what socks shall I wear today? It's, an, it's not a matter of life and death, is it? But it's a decision. You have to make a decision. And uh, this whole series is all about making decisions. And today's um, topic is called The Question. If I could ask you... One question that you could ask before you make any decision of your life and it can help you in your decision-making process for better, wouldn't you want to know that question? I'm not going to tell you just yet because I'm going to tell you a little story over Christmas. This is a fresh story. Thank you, Leanne. See, Leanne gave me a list of, of presents that she wanted for Christmas. So like the typical bloke, on Christmas Eve... I'm out in the shops, braving, I don't even remember it, braving the cold, the wind and everything and the crowds to get, I wanted to get most things that are on the list and I did well, I did well, didn't I Leanne, I did well. One of the things she wanted was this perfume called Angel, have you ever heard of the perfume called Angel, yeah, no, so there's a perfume called Angel, so I went to Debenhams in Coventry and I wanted to get a box set, but there was no box sets for Angel Perfume. It was just individual. But on the same stand, by the same um, manufacturer, was one called Amen. And I thought, wonderful, that sounds heavenly. I sprayed it on me, I thought, yeah, that sounds, smells great. Yeah, I'm going to get that for Leanne. I was busy talking to the, um, the cashier and said, oh, I'm buying this for my wife. Oh, that's fantastic, brilliant. Anyway... Christmas Day comes, she unwraps it, she sprays it on herself. Oh, that's lovely. Happy days. Everything's good. In the evening, uh, we were with the rest of her family, and um, actually her sister said, actually two sisters said, amen. That's not amen. That's angel for men. <laughs> I brought her an aftershave. But I want to say, the reason I'm saying that is because I still did better than her, in my opinion. Because she asked me, "What Dave, what do you want? And I'm, I'm hard to please. I'm a man, I like my, my toys, my gadgets. So we don't often ask for gadgets, they cost a lot of money and stuff. But I wanted, I really, deep down in my heart, I either wanted an experience like I know, going out for a meal or, you know, or, you know or a restaurant that's called a theatre trip. Or, or, I really, really, deep down in my heart, I wanted a drone. A drone, for those of you that don't know, Leanne, at the volunteers' meal, Leanne thought a drone was a speaker. She pointed to the speaker and said, Is that a drone? No! A drone is like a helicopter with a remote control device. And it goes up, it goes down, left, right. And some of them have high definition cameras on. They can take film, pictures. I really wanted one of them. You don't want one of them, Dave. You're going to use it for like a few minutes and never use it for the rest of your life. I wanted a drone. Open a present. they were all very soft. That's not a drone. I had a cardigan, I had a jumper, and I had a shirt. Yeah. All very nice, nice cardigan, nice jumper, nice shirt, but it wasn't a drone. See, I got you everything on your list, and you she gave anything on my list apart from chocolate, which is always good, thank you. Anyway, so I, I bumped into Rob and Laura on Wednesday this week, and uh, I said, you know, I really wanted a drone, to get one. And anyway, Rob for me, I said, um, actually, they've got drones on sale in Sainsbury's. Is it too late? Could I drop a hint to Leanne? So I said to Leanne, Leanne, guess what? they got drones on sale in Sainsbury's. <laughs> but I know, thank you for my cardigan. My <laughs> jumper and my shirt. Anyway, it's this now New Year's Eve. I'm upstairs. I'm, I'm doing preparation for this mes- message. And uh, she comes into the room. I've been naughty. You're always naughty. Oh, that's me. Why have you been naughty? I bought you a present. And she brought me a drone! <laughs> Here is the controller of my drone. And if I turn that on... Ooh, hello. Don't worry, it's not going to come flying in yet. And it, but it's quite complicated. I thought, you know, I really want New Year's Eve. I want I to be good if I could fly this up at midnight, get everyone by the door, take a photo. Wouldn't that be amazing? You know, so I thought, well, what I'll do, I'll, let's charge it up and let's do a solo flight first of all. It's quite complicated, so I read the instructions. It's got two different controllers, each one go left, right, up and down. That's hard, isn't it? It's not left, left right, up and down. It's left, right, up and down on both controls. One's a throttle and one is a rudder. So I thought, it's going to be easy. So I charged it up. Now, apparently with this one, you charge it up for an hour for seven minutes flight time. It's not a lot, is it? So what I did was this. I, I charged it up. And I said to the kids, "Kids, I'm going to send it out." Now, who remembers New Year's Eve? It was wet. It was very windy, wasn't it? Anyway, I went outside when it when it was uh, it was dry, it was drier. So the ground was soaking. But I went out and still windy. I thought I'm going to give it a go. Our garden it's not it's not a small small garden. It's it's um it's not a bad it's bad size. So I thought let's get up. So Turned it on. Went up. And then it started to sort of think, well, how do you do this? It said in the instructions, what is normally left and right will be in reverse if if it's backwards, which obviously makes sense. But I didn't quite understand every control. Anyway, it started going up and I wasn't quite getting control. So I thought, what I'll do, I'll go higher. (laughs) I thought, okay, well, I need to... Try and get away from the fence. Let's go above the fence. Suddenly, this is now night time. The good thing about this, it's got like a flashing blue light, so I can see it even though it's dark outside. So it was dark outside, and it was windy, and it was wet. Um, so I went above, the, but it wasn't. It was seemed to be going. I was here. It seemed there was the fence here. It seemed to be going in that direction. Now we're above. It's getting gradually higher and higher, we're above, above the next door neighbour's garden. And it keeps going that direction. And I thought, well, let's try and move it back in. But whatever control, whichever way I went, it kept going that direction. It's now over number two, number three neighbors' gardens. And I thought, I've got a decision to make. Either I can um, bring it down, crash land in someone's garden, and ask for it back, or I can just try. I've got seven minutes flight time. By this time, probably about five minutes left. And inside, and. You know there comes a time in in your life you get a moment of clarity and you know you've lost something. (laughs) At this point, it's now really, really high up. I'm talking probably um, three times the height of this this ceiling. And I see the distance of a plane and I hear all these stories about, you know, don't let it interfere with the flight paths of planes, that sort of stuff. I (laughs) realise I've lost it and Leanne suddenly realises actually Dave's starting to stress out a bit so she gets kids, away from the door at which point, in our house you don't wear shoes, In I've been trained well you don't wear shoes in the house, but not this time I ran straight through because I had to get the other side of the house to see where it went, the problem is with our street where we live, everyone's got blue lights outside their house so all I could see was blue everywhere, I couldn't even see blue in the sky and I lost it it was a rubbish decision. I mean, for crying out loud, it was dark, it was windy, I'd not even test flown it before, and I was doing it. What, that's a rubbish decision, isn't it? So I am, you know, I'll turn you off because you're no good. I thought I'd show you that because that's the last I've got of my <laughs> of my drone. We had this conversation like, now, it took me a while to get to come round to it because it, you know, <laughs> I was gutted, and uh, I wonder where it ended up wonder what bush what house what if it hit someone I don't know it wasn't very heavy though but um so if you're listening on podcasts and you've got it then um hi I'll be coming around but yeah so that was a rubbish decision and that was one of my bad decisions bad choices I made but we all have decisions that we make and we regret in life we look back maybe we could go back to a certain place in our time maybe we wouldn't have gone to a certain place We wouldn't have started a certain relationship. We wouldn't have bought that certain item. We wouldn't have test flown it at that time in the day. We wouldn't have gone somewhere, done something. The thing about time is you can't reverse time. But you can learn from it. And you can move on. And if I, in some of the decisions that I've made in my life, and I'm sure in your life, if you could ask one question, which would help you make not just a good decision, but a great decision in your life wouldn't you want to know what that question was? I'm really pleased that the Bible has got lots to say to help us in this in this regard. And um, earlier, Chris spoke well about um, reading the Bible, and he mentioned that a character in the Bible called Paul, who wrote a lot of the New Testament. And Paul, as we heard, was a hunter of the Christians. He was someone that was was a devout Jew. He thought... Um, Christianity at the time was a sect, wanted to wipe it out, wanted to put people into prison. And we're going um, to read from Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 15 to 17. And and Paul, he, he's at this time, whatever, whether you're a Christian here today or listening or, or not... Doesn't matter. I'm asking you to believe the Bible or accept everything to be true. But this is someone who was a social figure that was persecuting Christians, that was putting them into prison, killing them, wanted to wipe them out, and suddenly he had a transformational moment in his life, and he decided to embrace this faith that he was trying to kill. And he then writes this uh, this letter called the Ephesians, and the first three chapters of it are talking about theology, about maybe how Christians should, what Christians should believe, our doctrine. And the last three chapters, chapters 4 to 6, he's talking about what our duty is, how we should behave as Christians, some of the things we should do. So it's deeply applicable. Chris said one of his points of the SOAP, you know, S-O-A-P, A -A for apply. How does it apply to my life? Well, Paul's saying, in light of chapters 1 to 3, chapters 4 to 6, is how these things should apply to our life, how we should live it out if we're a Christian. And some amazing things there can help us. But we're talking about making decisions. We're talking about maybe, maybe asking a question before every decision. So what does Paul write in the NIV version? He says then, verse 15, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. He's saying, if you're a Christian, be wise. Live carefully. And we lose something in the, in the meaning there, but in, the, in other translations, and the meaning of, of, of careful means to be watchful. Watch out. Look out how you live your life. Look behind you. Look in front of you. Look around you. Be watchful. Be observant about how you're living your life. And to live means to walk. How you're walking your life. We, may, we walk. We live our lives one step at a time, don't we? One decision at a time. Be watchful. Be careful. Not as unwise, but as unwise. In a sense, what Paul is saying is, is, is linking being careful with being someone who is wise. So what he's saying is, if you're not being careful, you're not being wise. If you like, you're being foolish. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity. Because the days are evil. Make the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. He says there, you know, walk, live your life carefully, watchful, observant, making great decisions. But make the most of every opportunity. Things is, in our lives, we can make money, we can make friends, we can count money, we can count friends. But we can't make more time, can we? We've all got been allotted a certain amount of time. And none of us, not one of us, can count how much time we have in our lives. We all live for different lengths of time. Make most of every opportunity means buy back the time, redeem the time. Make the most use of the time that you have. Because the days are evil. In the summer, we went camping in France. And we... The campsite we went to was right near a beach. And in the beach, it was, it was lovely. It was golden sands. It was probably about a half-mile walk. And the kids loved it. The kids, Two of the kids went down and Sophie went into the sea with me. I'm a bit of a water baby when it comes to beaches and seas. And it was great. The problem for me was the, the, the sea was very calm. It was a very calm sea. So I had my water mask. We were splashing around. But I love a bit of adventure. I love waves. And we were chatting to some people, some friends we met... And they told us that there's a beach just two kilometres away from the campsite, and actually it's got waves. A lot of the surfers go there. I thought brilliant, so we went there on the last day of our of the holiday. And I tell you what, it was amazing. There were surfers there. There was um, everyone doing this different sort of stuff. And I, and I went to the sea to show you how wavy it was. Leanne wouldn't would would actually let the water go up to her ankles, and that was it. She had to clutching children. She wouldn't go in because she thought it was that dangerous. It wasn't dangerous, but there was certainly white, white surf. And one thing that I love to do is called um, wave surfing, where literally you go out, I know, quite deep. You wait for a big breaker to come. You face the shore and let it just push you into the shore. Everyone done that before? I love it. I grew up by the sea. I love swimming in the sea. Mum and Dad are here today, and they could never get me out of the sea, apart from tempting me with food. Um, it's always a good, good thing. Anyway, so what I thought I'd do this, I I was about to get out, I was just waiting for one last break to come before I got out and got changed, and and suddenly this big one was coming, I knew it was, and you know when a big one's coming, because you feel the, the current dragging at your feet, and what I did, and I'm a good swimmer, I waited, and this was going to come big, and I've pointed myself towards the shore, at the right time, I let my feet off the ground, and it pulled me to the shore, but what it did I lost control, it actually threw me over a couple of times I actually hit my head once on the ground, and I completely lost control, water went up my nose it was not pleasant, but it's brilliant I'll do it again, I'll do it again but the point is this Paul writes, the days are evil. He means there's a current, there's a tide, that if you let your feet off the ground, it will take you and I to places we wouldn't want to go. It will cause you and I to make decisions we wouldn't really want to make. It causes us to enter relationships we wouldn't really want to get into if we made a good decision. If we take our feet off the ground, it will go with a tide which is taking people to places they don't want to be because the days are evil. So Paul's writing, come on. Let's be watchful, let's be observant, let's make some great choices. And he says in verse 17 here, Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. If you're not yet a Christian, and you're you're reading that, then you might think, well, I don't know what I think about God and Jesus. And that's fine. But don't you still want to make great decisions in your life? Don't you want to get them extract the most from your life that your life is a good journey and if we're a Christian here today then certainly we want to understand what God's will is for our lives so our decisions go from good to great and from bad to great and from foolish to great therefore do not be foolish but understand what the Lord's will is and this is the Apostle Paul writing probably about 20 years after the life of Jesus. He's spoken with the eyewitnesses of Jesus and we're not talking about someone that's lived lived centuries later. But the very question he's asking of us in this passage is so relevant to your life and to my life, even today. You ready for the question? This is a question you can ask and I can ask ahead of every decision. This is the question. What's the wise thing to do? Not what's the right thing, not what's the legal thing, not what can I get away with thing, but what's the right thing to do? And this question is different for every single one of us. Because every single one of us has got a different past, a different current, and we'll have a different future. And what is the wise thing for Leanne isn't necessarily the wise thing for me. So, this is a general question, but has deep, deep meaning for every single one of us. And it's a, <laughs> it will cut to the chase of any decision that you make, it will bring absolute clarity. And this question can be asked in three dimensions. Because Paul writes, be watchful, look behind, look ahead, look around you. And we all have a behind, the past. We all have ahead head, the future. We all have a run around, which is our current. So let's ask this question in a three-dimensional form. What's the wise thing to do? And so the first part of the question is this. And I don't want to take credit for this. This, this question has come from a, a, a pastor in America who wrote this, and I, and I read it, and I thought, this is great. And I believe this is what we as a church need to hear at the start of 2016. In light of my past experience, what's the wise thing to do? Can we say it together? In light of my past experience... What's the wise thing to do? bit louder, come on. In light of my past experience, what's the wise thing to do? And you and I have a past. I have a past. It's my past. It's not your past. You have a past. A past full of decisions that you've taken, things that you've gone through. It's not your past. Sorry, it's your past. It's not my past. We all have past experiences that we've gone through. Experiences that we loved, we've enjoyed, that have been good, that have been great, that have been perhaps regretful, that have been bad, that have taken us places. But we all have a past in our lives. And when you're about to make a decision, and I'm about to make a decision, if we were only to ask this question, suddenly amazing clarity can come to your life. Because if you say, in light of my past experience, what's the wise thing for me to do, not for you to do? In the light of what I've gone through, my past experience, what's the wise thing for me to do? What's in your past? The thing about humanity, and Paul knew this, human beings, is that we are good at trying to push it, trying to find the loopholes, trying to get us close to the edge as we can and trying to get away with it if you don't agree with that just ask a child a child will try and get away with it and as big children we still try and get away with it we try to go to the edge as possible but in light of my past experience what's the wise thing for me to do not what the right thing is but what's the wise thing what's going to get the best out of my life because of what I've been through before That coffee that you had in your past that led to a relationship you didn't want to go to. That place you went to that led into various sins in your life. That TV program that you watched. In light of that past experience, different struggles, different people. We all have different struggles, don't we? And your struggle isn't my struggle. And my struggle isn't your struggle. But in light of your past experience, what's the wise thing for you to do. You can hate me, but it's clear. Because wisdom looks different on all of us. And the great thing is we're not asking what can I get away with, what's the legal thing, what's the right thing, what's the wise thing. And that will bring amazing clarity to your decisions. So you've got to look behind you. Look at your and don't don't we we can deceive ourselves so easily. We can say, I'm over that. I, I will never make that decision again. But will you? Are you? Sometimes some of the things that I think I've conquered come back to face me again. We've got to be wise because we all have different temptations, tendencies, and things that are challenges to us as individuals. What, In light of my past experience, what's the wise thing For me to do. The second question is this. Well, before we go into that. Albert Einstein says, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And this is where the self-deception. We all have blind spots. We all think we see clearly, but we have blind spots. Not just literally, but metaphorically. And sometimes we can delude ourselves saying, well, do you know what? That won't happen. That won't really happen. I, I, I can do that, and, and it's, it's going to be okay. No one's going to get hurt. No one's going to, it's, maybe no one's going to, get to find out. But in light of your past experience, what's the wise thing for you to do? History repeats itself. Doing the same thing again and again, expecting different results, as Albert Einstein says, is a definition of insanity. So Let's do things differently in 2016. The second question, then, is in light of my current circumstances, what's the wise thing to do? Can I say this together? One, two, three. In light of my current circumstances, what's the wise thing to do? And your current circumstances are different to mine. So, for example, this, this involve our, our buying habits. If in the moment your money is tight, and often they are because Christmas has come and gone, you might see something in the shops. You might think, I really want that. I really need that. But maybe buying it right now is not the right time to buy that thing. But the person sitting next to you actually might be, free, might be quite affluent at the moment, might have a bit more money in the bank at the moment, might be able to buy that thing. It's different for every single one of us. Maybe, you know, when, when you get married, you know, the friendships you used to have. Maybe you used to think I had to do some changes in my life. You know, realizing that I was, I was married and I couldn't always do the things that I wanted to do because I had other people to think about, Leanne to think about, and now children to think about. doesn't so mean to say I can't do those things, but maybe I have to think about the wider picture. Communicate. And your current situation and circumstances are different to mine, but in light of them, what's the wise thing to do? In light of your current commitments in your workplace, in light light of the available time that you have, what's the wise thing for you to do? In light of the amount of money you've got in the bank at the moment, what's the wise thing for you to do? In light of your current temptations, what's the wise thing for you to do? And sometimes we can be ruled by our feelings, can't we? Let's not deceive ourselves. But what's the wise thing for you to do in light of your current circumstances? We remember this from the Green Cross code. Stop, look and listen. In your current situation, before you make a decision, don't act on impulse. Stop. look around. Look in. Be honest. Listen, listen to others, before you make that decision. Stop. Look and listen. And finally, in light of my future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing to do? Let's say this together, shall we? In light of my future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing to do? And every single one of us, when we talk about the future, we often think we're talking about young people or middle-aged people. But all of us have got a future. For some, it's longer, some it's shorter, but the reality is none of us know. The youngest person here today might have the shortest future because we don't know what tomorrow brings. We only have today. But in light of what you hope to achieve, what you dream to be, if you're a Christian, what you believe God's plans are for your life, making the best use of your time, in light of the future, what's the wise thing for us to do? Because it's easy to live for the present, isn't it? We can surround ourselves with friends and even family or people that just want to live for the present. I just want to, let's have fun today. Let's. Often that's a, that's a younger person mentality, but we can all do it. Oh, we'll forget about tomorrow, we'll just live for today. But what's the wise thing to do for your future, where you want to be, where you want to go? A decision you can take even today can change the trajectory of your life. For bad or for good. So what is the wise thing? You can make a decision today that could put you in jail. It's true, isn't it? You could make a decision today that could cause a marital breakdown. It's true. You can make a decision today that could help propel you into the future that God has for you. A decision today that could build your marriage to be strong. Help you to have healthy children around you. That can cause you to make good financial investments. Money, time, emotion. All these three questions ask what's the wise thing for you and I to do. I'm just bringing this into land. Proverbs 29 verse 18. We all know this. It says this. Where there is no revelation, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdoms instruction. Another version says, where there's no vision, the people perish. So where there's no sight of the future, people cast off restraint. When you have no thought about the future, humanity lives for today. It's true. I've been there, I'm sure you have. But when you have sight of a future hope, a future dream, you'll be more careful about decisions you make today because it affects your, my future. Or as someone else said in a different way, personal vision is often the catalyst for wise decisions. When you think about the future, let that be a catalyst for the decisions that you're gonna make. Not just good decisions, not just great decisions, but wise decisions in light of your past, your current, and your future. And we have many tensions in our lives, that are fighting to, to take us off course. Emotions, temptations, challenges, finances, all these different things. And in the course of this series, we're gonna unpack some of the some of these issues and some of the ways that we can help make these decisions even better by asking this question. But I wanna give you some homework. This, this is the question in expanded form, looking at the, the past, the present, and the future. I wonder if we can say this together one last time. In light of my past experience, current circumstances, and future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing for me to do? One more time. In light of my past experience, current circumstances, and future hopes and dreams, what's the wise thing for me to do? Not the person next to you, but for you. In light of your past, your present and your future. And so, this is your homework. Just ask it. Now, I don't know what's going on in your lives. There might be some unwise things that are happening in your lives. I don't know. I'm not even asking you today to change anything. I'm asking you today for one week to do something ahead of any decision that you make. I'm not talking about what socks should I put on. (laughs) What color shirt, Pete? <laughs> I'm not asking it, but no decisions. Decisions that affect how you live your life. Just ask it. Just ask this question. Just ask that question for seven days. I'm not asking you to change anything, but and here's the but you'll no longer. And I will no longer be able to deceive myself and take things to the limit for me and what I can cope with. Because what's the wise thing for me and for you today to do? And your decisions, I promise you, will become greater because they will add better value and more value to your life because we won't be frivolous. We'll be cautious and we'll understand that we've got a past, a present and a future. And if we're a Christian, a future and a present that can bring glory to Jesus. Because what's the wise thing for you and I to do? Let's pray. We hope that you enjoyed this message. For many more resources and for more information, visit our website at www.life-cc.org.